And welcome to the Glacially Musical Podcast. This technically should be episode 32, but I'm going to call it episode 34. Uh, cracking open a delicious Voodoo Ranger Imperial Double IPA. If you are uh, you're in the market for DP- DIPA or an Imperial IPA, I totally recommend that. Uh, as of right now, I'm recording this at uh, 2.32 p.m. on Sunday, so three and a half hours before it's going to drop. Hopefully, everybody had a great week, or you're about to start a great work week, and oh, last night, my wife and I were talking, and I said, I'm going to go to bed, I love you, and she's like, and I'm like, yeah, all right, she's like, well, I just got to go to work tomorrow, and I'm like, no, tomorrow's Sunday, so hope everybody had a great Sunday. Right now, I am uh, in the soft underbelly of my perfect Sunday. I have finished uh, most of my podcasting duties, and... Once I finish this, I am actually going to drop the needle on uh, sticks, pieces of eight. Check it out. You can check me out on Instagram, and you can see it later at uh, Instagram.com slash Glacially underscore musical. You can also catch me on Twitter at uh, Twitter.com slash N-I-K underscore N-O underscore C. Uh, Nick, no C. And, of course, Facebook.com slash glacially musical hopefully you are checking in on the social media bits because you know what that is how i get the word out on everything and that is how i stay connected with everybody i mean in in 2021 how else are we staying connected i mean i don't even text my wife anymore if we now facebook message but that's besides the point i am uh, eating a small bag of cheetos because cheetos are delicious to go with beer because apparently i have the uh I have the wherewithal of a 12-year-old. But before we get into it today, I got a good I got a great interview for you in a little bit. We'll get to that in a moment. But uh if you are checking out podcasts, I totally recommend checking out my buddy Darren at the Fourth Line Voice, a Saskatchewan Saskatoonian, Saskatchewanie, I don't know all the words, talking about old time hockey, especially if you enjoyed the interview I did with Otto a couple of weeks ago. Excuse me, talking about old-time hockey, definitely check him out. Uh, Alec at the 4th Line Voice does a similar show in uh, out of Fort Myers, Florida. And, you know, my buddy Curtis and uh, Curtis and Corey C-Squared Podcast, if you are one of the musicians that are listening to this goofy crap, that is definitely a place to check out. If you are looking to expand your reach, that is what I do. Uh, right now, my, my wife's cat, Princess Leia, or as I call her, Boo Boo, has shown up it's as this is a podcast you are unfortunately not able to see the absolutely gorgeous silver tabby that we have but she is uh cuddling up next to me so that's nice uh i don't know how things have been going for you guys but i'm exhausted and we just bought a house and dealing with all that stuff i will leave that alone as best i can but Yesterday, I was there doing uh, landlord mowing the lawn stuff, and today, I was there installing new blinds and going to Home Depot and Lowe's, and uh, life is life is tiring, and that's why I love my Sundays. I started laundry, started drinking beer, and, you know, like I said, kind of dropped some needles, but... Um, you know, uh, I don't know what you guys are doing in terms of buying music, but I have picked up a couple of records this week. I bought, uh, and it came in, my, my copy of Leonard Skinner's Second Helping. 
I have decided I'm going to get down with all of the original Leonard Skinner albums. It's only six releases. It's uh, uh, Pronounced, Leonard Skinner, which I have. Second Helping, which I just acquired. Give me back, uh, Nothing Fancy, which I actually already put my order on. And uh, then there is uh, Give Me Back My Bullets. Then there's their live album, One More From The Road, which I acquired a couple of weeks ago, which is spectacular. And then the final album, which is Street Survivors, which the, the plane crash happened just a couple of days. Just, I mean, just a couple of days after it was released. And that Street Survivors is now the one Leonard Skinner record I don't have. And I also have uh, both cop, both albums from the Rossington Collins Band, which is kind of Skinner, kind of not Skinner at the same time. But the the Leonard Skinner that came later with Johnny Van Zant, I'm, I'm not interested in even a little bit. But that's besides the point. But uh, let's talk about a little bit of new music. Uh, Crusadist announced tour, East Coast tour with inhuman condition uh you know it's it depending upon how you are feeling about tours is awesome personally i am not all that comfortable but that is just me and it's all you know it's all about what you're comfortable with if you are comfortable with a new tour that's awesome and here's a great tour for you. Uh, they will be playing in Orlando, Chapel Hill, Chesapeake, Wilmington, Delaware, Baltimore, Clifton, Staten Island, Albany, Providence, Turtle Creek, Canton, Ohio, Knoxville, Tennessee, Atlanta, Georgia, Gainesville, Florida, and Tampa, Florida. And speaking of concerts, if you are within the sound of my voice as I sit here in South St. Louis, Missouri, uh, Last in Line and Green Jello are both coming to town. They're going to be playing in Arnold at uh, 21 Rock, I believe the club is. And they're going to be supported by uh, Conquest for Last in Line and Torchlight Parade for both shows. Torchlight Parade is my friend Danny's band. If, you are list- if you're interested in some you know, Judas Priest-inspired, traditional heavy metal, awesome mayhem, my God, their album is fucking amazing. I have seen them live so many times, and I bought that album, and I was shocked, shocked at how much better they sounded. And uh, I am probably going to be at the Green Jello show because, quite frankly, I want to hear the Three Little Pigs. I don't think I mentioned it, but I bought, I actually bought uh, Green Jello's latest record, Garbage Pail Band, a couple of weeks ago while we were out shopping, and it has a, it has the, it has a remake of, uh, of. Uh, of the three little pigs featuring the, the trailer park boys, because apparently that makes sense, but you know what? Life is what it is. And you know, do what you got to do. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got going on. Uh, Formosa, one of my favorite German hard rock bands is coming back. I cannot read the email because the email is in German, but Let me bring it back up. They've got a new track called Manic Lover coming out. Uh, You can check out the video on YouTube. Uh, Die Eichner Hard Rocker Formosa Parasenterin mit Manic Lover. And again, you know, it's German. Is there an English translation maybe? 
Oh, here we go. With Manic Lover, the Essen-based hard rockers for Mosa released a new video clip on YouTube. The track can be found on the current third studio album, Dynamite, which was released on vinyl by FTWCTP Records, July 17th, 2020. I did not know this album had been released on vinyl. I am going to have to check that out. I have their first album. They were kind enough to send me a copy from Germany. And Formosa is a great... uh, Imagine Steel Panther, but less ridiculous. You know, that kind of music, but not stupid. Uh, Sorry, yes, I think think Steel Panther is kind of stupid. Hate me, hate me, hate me. I don't care. Then, let's see. Which came, this album came out two days ago as I record this and as I release this. Uh, Songs for the Weary by Grieving came out on Interstellar Smoke Records. They're uh, definitely a doom metal band. They, let's see, track listing, Crippled by the Weight of Powerlessness, This Godless Chapel, A Crow Funeral, Foreboding a Great Ruin, Witch Hunt Eternal, Lucifer Wept. Uh, You can definitely check that out. On vinyl, uh, interstellar smoke records dot big cartel dot com. I am definitely going to be checking that out myself. Going to check out the music, and then if I dig that totally, which I'm sure I will, definitely going to pick that up on some vinyl. But let's see what else I have to talk to you about this week. Of course, the Metallica Blacklist is coming out, which I I don't know. Do you, are you enjoying the Blacklist? I'm not enjoying. I mean, the whole idea sounds stupid. Why Why do I need uh, 400 covers? Whatever. You know, I don't care. It. Um, you do you. I'm going to do me. If you want to get it, you get it. But I think right now we're going to go ahead and uh, check in on the new. Got a, I've got an interview with Oatmeal from Black Tarpoon. Uh, we had a great conversation about Star Wars. And do me a favor. Go ahead and uh, check that out, too. And we are joined by uh, Otto Reed of Black Tarpoon. How are you doing today? Wait, did I say Otto? I said yeah, Otto. Said Otto. Oh, I'm no. sorry, oatmeal. Oatmeal. <laughs> Holy crap. I'm sorry. This usually doesn't fall off the rails so quickly. Hey, you know what? Everything with me falls off the rails quickly, so I'm, I'm used to it. Yeah, my uh, my name's Oatmeal. My parents were hungry. They didn't want a kid. They wanted breakfast. It is what it is. <laughs> An old friend of mine, his name was, uh, his name was Strongheart, and... He his brother's name was Michael. His sister's name was Dawn. He said, "My my parents were hippies, and my siblings got normal names." What the fuck? <laughs> I like that. That's good. I mean, what else can you say? He went by Hardy, which was where I lived in uh, that time in rural Illinois. I had a cousin named Hardy, so I mean, it was it wasn't too off the rails, but pretty close. So, how are you doing today? Doing all right. Doing all right. Just uh, getting ready to head out to. Tennessee to go play at the Muddy Roots Music Festival, and then right after that, the entire band's moving to uh, Kansas City, Missouri. You're going to move to my state? Yeah. Okay. I mean, the other side, the side that I don't think counts. Uh, I don't know if you're aware, but I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, and we have to have this rivalry with Kansas City. They're our little brother, kind of like Chicago's our older brother, and you know, we all got to fight about who's best and who's worst. Well, in the meantime, I'm just looking forward to the time that I moved to Philadelphia. So whatever. Well, see, we're the band is from Texas. I'm the only one in the band not from Texas. So I constantly have to hear about how Texas is the greatest 
thing in the world. So when we move, I'm going to be happy because I can be like, if this is the greatest thing in the world, why did we move? <laughs> I, I will tell you, I will tell you, Kansas City, Missouri is a pretty good place. If you oh. like hockey, they got double A hockey, which is my favorite, my, my favorite level. They've got MLS soccer. However, it is 60 miles west because instead of putting it in Kansas City, Missouri or in Missouri, they put it on the other side of Kansas City, Kansas, which is stupid. Uh, if, especially if you're driving from St. Louis to go to a game and you get to Kansas City and you're like, are we there yet? No, two more hours. Yeah, that, that was awful. Uh, you know, they got baseball, they got football, they got good steaks, of course. You know, it, it's a nice place. They got an aquarium, they got a Lego land. I mean, what more, what more can anybody really want? You know what? I have, I've heard nonstop about the Lego land and the aquarium because I've got three nephews that are moving with us. And that is all that they are talking about, Legoland and the aquarium. And I got I got them confused because I started referring to the aquarium as the water zoo. The what? Wow. I, I have been to both the Legoland and the aquarium, and they're pretty sweet. So I, I, I will definitely vouch for those. How, but uh, let, let's switch gears a little bit and tell me a little bit about Black Tarpoon. Well, we're a hillbilly punk band out of Corpus Christi, Texas. Uh, about as far south as you can get while you're still in, in the States. Um, we just, we started about eight years ago as me and Jesse, uh, my brother-in-law, we started playing and we wanted to do like a clutch meets sword meets goddamn gallows, but we were too poor to buy electric instruments and all we had was acoustics. And so by the time we got to the where we could afford electric instruments and got a drummer. It was too late. We already were playing shows. So we kept with what we're going. And, and honestly, we love it. Like if it wasn't for like bands, like Hank, the third goddamn gallows, uh, carry nation and the speakeasy, we, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. Uh, we, we really enjoy it. It's a tight knit community, tight knit scene. We, and we love it. Like, I don't know. We're like sometimes we're too country, sometimes we're too punk, sometimes we're not punk enough. It just depends on who we're playing with. And that's something I I, I can completely understand. One of my favorite shows that I've ever been to was I saw Left Lane Cruiser playing at a Mexican restaurant in a German building that's in St. Awesome. Louis. I so, love Left Lane Cruiser. I love those boys. We're playing with them. They're playing Money Roots with us this uh, this coming up weekend. That is awesome. I have actually not seen them nearly as many times as I would like, but they're one of those bands that they're, are they punk? Are they blues? What in the hell are they? They change line, not really change lineups as much as they change concepts. Like it seems like every album or ever so. So, I mean, it's, it's, I love that. And I, I love the bands that, because we, we've gotten to the point in the world where when you look at genre music of any type, everything that could be done has been done. Oh yeah, absolutely. So now, now the way it is, the, the best way to go about this is to take another filter, put X with Y, and that's and I love that. So I, I love the idea of the hillbilly punk band, punk blues band, and I mean all that kind of goofy stuff. But we could talk about this all day long. Uh, before we get before we move past it, because I'm rude as hell. What uh, what's your band camp? Uh, it's www.blacktardpoon.bandcamp.com. Uh, uh and just so everybody knows we pretty much set everything for pay your own price which actually means free but we just want people to listen to music we started 
we dropped all our prices at the beginning of the pandemic, made everything free because we knew things were going to suck and things still suck. So it's still free. I, I, you know, I, I hate to do it, but there's always a pandemic check-in on pretty much everything I do because we're all, you know, we're, we're living in it. And I am looking at the idea of going to a show in about three or four weeks to see a band that I've never seen that I've always wanted to see. And it's in a part of the state where I'm worried about getting shot if I wear a mask. And of course, if you don't wear a mask, getting the virus, I'm vaccinated. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what to do here. So that's my, that, that's my COVID check-in for this week. I, I feel you. We, we had a, our farewell to Texas show last night that we ended up having to cancel because the numbers in Corpus Christi are just way too high to take the chance. I hear you. And I mean, I, when I've been to one concert since COVID started and I discussed this, it's been a few weeks now and I, but I just keep bringing it up because not everybody's heard it. And I, I was literally accosted on a shuttle bus because I was wearing a mask. That's ridiculous, man. And I mean, I, I think to why. myself, what I would have said to him if I had a gun was, well, it sounds to me like you have not been touched by this and you haven't gone to as many funerals as I did last year. Damn right on that. Honestly, we've we've lost quite a few people, like close, close family. We take uh, we take this very seriously. We we've lost we lost my mother, my stepfather, and my father-in-law in the span of six months. And we also lost a great aunt. And I mean, it, it is what it is. And you know, I'm not by no stretch am I looking for sympathy. But when somebody yells at me about my mask and then talks about shooting me and shooting the government because we're wearing masks, I, I just think to myself, wow, you must really have not been touched by this because most of us know. haven't been touched by this. But most, that of the people, most of the people that are so angry about it have the, the, the most that they've experienced with this COVID thing is the fact that they couldn't get a goddamn haircut. They, they haven't watched loved ones take their last breath and and i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna go on my covid rant that i normally go on because we we've all gone on it and i'm i i it sounds like i'm with you so say as much or as little as you want going forward from this moment i just i just hope everybody gets the vaccine i'm vaccinated we're all vaccinated we're all we all took we're, we're heading to tennessee next weekend we're all we all took the covid test because they sell them now for 20 bucks and and like your CVS or your Walgreens, mm -hmm. we all took them. Just even if you don't believe in it for yourself, wearing a mask ain't ain't a struggle. It ain't a struggle. Look, I, I will be the first person to admit it sucks, but if I were smarter, it wouldn't suck as bad. Like maybe if I didn't leave the mask in my car all day. Yeah. Um, that might be helpful because my my as everybody will be so surprised that listens to this to find out my Prius gets hot. You know, yeah, I drive a Prius. Um, that's just because I haven't bought a leaf yet. You know, as soon as I get to the, as soon as we this have, thing, thing dies, I'm moving up. <laughs> we have a, we have an alter ego band called uh, dirty Mike and the boys. I don't know if you've seen the movie, the other guys, but it's all based on the, uh, the homeless people in that movie. Oh and my God. One of their things, one of their things is like, Group sex in a Prius. So every time Dirty Mike and the Boys, every time Dirty Mike and the Boys play, we always make comments about how we're going to bang in your Prius afterwards. Oh so my God! <laughs> we're going to bang in your Prius one day. Oh God, my kid rides in that thing. Anyway, moving forward, <laughs> moving on. Uh, so obviously, we're here to talk about the Star Wars movies, but I've Hell decided 
I want to talk about the Star Wars prequels because I am one of the 18 people in this world that prefer the prequels to the originals. How does that make you feel? Little, I don't, everyone is entitled to be wrong at some point in time. I, I understand I hold minority opinions rather frequently. It's not on purpose. I'm not cantankerous. I just tend to like things people don't. But I, I don't hate the prequels. I actually enjoyed the prequels. I actually enjoyed the new ones also. As did uh, I. I will say Star Trek or Star Wars Episode Eight is the best star is the best Star Wars. I see, I honestly right now the solo movie is my favorite. Really? That is my least favorite. Well, I've always ever since I was a little kid was wanted to be Han Solo. Ever since okay. he shot Vito first. My my issue my issue with Han so- the solo movie, one, uh, they tried to retcon the idea of the parsecs being distance, not time, which kind of ruins the whole concept. Two, yeah. it's not really a story we need to hear. Three, where are the space wizards? See, you don't always need the Jedi. Honestly, yes, you do. <laughs> If I'm not watching, if if it's Star Wars without Jedi and Sith, then I'm just watching shitty Star Trek. And then I might as well just watch Voyager. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Okay. I'm really deep in this. See, me too. I'm very invested. I'm very invested. See, like, and and we will get to the prequels. But honestly, there is so much more story outside of this. And do not get me wrong. I, I am going to go on record saying this. I am a huge Jedi Sith fan. I love, love that. But there's such a vast, vast universe there that half the universe thought that the Sith, the Sith and Jedi, the Sith, the Sith and Jedi <laughs> were a myth. They, they, they didn't know they existed. Like there's that one scene in the in the newer movies in seven. Where, I thought he Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I thought he was a myth. Yeah, and and Solo's all it, it's all real, you know. Like I hear you, I hear you. I, but to me, the thing about what makes Star Wars Star Wars is the one unique thing George Lucas came up with, which was the Jedi. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because no, everything I, else doesn't hold up. See, I. I guess I'm I'm biased because, like I said, Luke, like growing up, like I saw, I'm old enough to where I saw uh, Empire in the theater. Ditto. I, I saw Empire. I, Empire Strikes Back was the first movie I ever saw in the theater. That I I believe you. I can't remember if Empire or ET came out first, but those were my first two movies. Empire was something. first. ET was like '82, I think. Okay, so then I saw so so Empire was the first movie I saw in the theaters, um, and uh, so I've always had an affinity for for those characters. So an ex- exploration on Solo's character was great, and the dude who played Solo. It's funny because he did a great job, but he didn't just. You could tell that he wasn't just playing Han Solo; he was actually playing. Harrison Ford. Yeah, I, there is nothing wrong with that movie apart from the writing. 
Fair enough. That, I, I can give you that. I can give it's, you that. It's a good story to tell. Apparently, we're not getting to the prequels. We're going into Solo, so we'll stick. <laughs> we'll stick with Solo. It's fine. We'll, uh, episode uh, three down, is amazing. Well, no, it's fine. It's fine. You you changed the you, look. You, you flip the record. We'll play the tracks. It's fine. I, but I told you. I told you. I throw everything off the rails right off the bat. Come yeah, on. it's off the rails. It's fine. I got a lot to say about Solo. I got a lot to say. So. The problem with Solo is we already knew the story. He made the Kessel Run. Yeah. So you're telling the story. It starts off so amazing. We see Solo on Corellia. You know, he's got the dice, which apparently he had in the original movies that nobody ever noticed. And they, you know, they made him a thing. Great. You know, awesome. And then it's like, well, we got to do this Kessel Run. And there's so much amazing stuff in that movie that is drowned out because that the story they told has already, it's already been told through legend in all the movies. That's true. That's the problem. Had they told a different story, had they told a different, had they come up with a different idea of how, you know, Han and Le- and Lando met because Lando Calrissian was the best part of that movie. He was and that's the problem. And Childish Gambino killed it as Lando. Oh yeah, he killed it. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a different take on this. All yes, right, the Kessel Run. It was about them meeting. I saw it more as a less of. See, I saw it more as an explanation of later Han Solo's attitudes. Okay, there because, were there were some great ideas in there. Yes, I'll give you that. However, but there wasn't enough plot line for a 90-minute movie. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. But as I I, see, like, just with the prequels, why a lot of people hate them, is I was able, like, a lot of people look at Solo and the prequels in the same light because they look at it and was like, you screwed my childhood because I had this, this idea in my head on how everything went. And then you tell me this is the way it went, and I don't agree with you anymore. But, okay, completely and, agree with that. And and it's because Star Wars has become such all of the all of it. I'm talking, I'm talking everything Disney's doing now. I'm talking to the cartoons. I'm talking to everything to the comics to the books. Everything Star Wars has become so big that it's just not Lucas and his crew's story anymore. Completely agree. I would make the I would make the argument that Star Wars has stopped being a brand and it's become America. Star that, Wars is now Americana. I cannot argue with that at all. That is completely, completely honest. I mean, uh, how many movies, how many frame? I mean, even Marvel isn't that. Marvel's trying to be that by pounding us in the face with 15 new things every six weeks. I just had a 30 minute conversation while I was eating pizza of my wife trying to explain to me the last four episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I have come to the conclusion that there are 87, 87 Marvel movies and 16 series. And I just, I, I've got a lot of, I mean, I got records, so I, I want to listen to records sometimes. So I don't have time to watch all this. And I want to play Monster Hunter sometimes. And I don't, I don't have time for everything Marvel's going to put out. Um, and see, the, the thing about like, like, com- like companies like Marvel, <laughs> Is with, with Star Wars, you're stuck in one universe. You have this is what's going on with Marvel. You've got the multiverse. Oh, okay, God. I don't need that. 
12 different movies of the same damn thing and it'd be all completely different i know they're trying to like talk to me about watching this what if show and i've been watching it it's it's i it's look <laughs> i'll be honest can i i'm just gonna explain i, I one sentence is I, I need one sentence i don't like 3d cartoons fair enough fair and enough. that is and i i Maybe I got a little bit sharp with my family this afternoon when they mentioned it, but I don't like 3D cartoons. I I don't like the way they look, and I so I don't I don't care. And I've only watched one 3D cartoon of my own volition, which was the second Voltron series, uh-huh. which sucked. But yeah, that's it. I mean, the third Voltron series, amazing, and Voltron for the record. Uh, is from St. Louis. Most people don't know that. I did not know that. Uh, the sh- the, it was a Ted Coppler who owned Channel 11, KPLR Coppler, uh, also owned Wrestling at the Chase, which was a very famous wrestling show for about 35 years. Um, he found uh, an anime called Go Lion. They watched it and they figured out a way to, they, they couldn't, know, they didn't know the, the whole thing, but they kind of retranslated it to Americanese, and a friend of mine's teachers were actually voice actors in the show. Oh, that's awesome! So Voltron headquarters still is in St. Louis, and awesome. see, I find all this fascinating because there's something, there's something that a lot of people don't know about me personally. Yeah, I'm a musician. Yeah, I look like I'm a biker. I because I, I, I am, but I look like I'm. I've always had like bouncer style jobs. Everybody thinks I'm just this mean. I'm a nerd, dude. I'm a I'm straight up. I'm I have freak. found that most people in extreme music are nerds. They don't want to admit it, but it's true. So when 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 I got the notification that you wanted to talk Star Wars, I'm like, oh, it's it's on. It's, <laughs> it's on. So. And but, that, uh, I mean, the thing is, I everybody likes pop culture, and uh, like I said before we went on air, the idea for me is to for people to get to know new musicians because there there is a large segment. You know, I'm 45 and I'm dying basically because I'm 45. I'm, I'm I'm way over the hill. Same, and, same with me. We're the same age, brother. Uh, people, you look way older than me, so I'm going to say I'm aging better. <laughs> However. However, this this beard that you see, that's as good as it's ever going to get. And you have got that, like ZZ Top stuff going on. So I appreciate that. And I envy you. We can envy each other for different for different reasons. But people of my age tend to pull back. And it's like, oh, all new music sucks and there's no reason. Well, yes, I did order a new Leonard Skinner record today because I want to get all the Ronnie Van Zant albums on vinyl. But, you know, that's not all there is. And so that's kind of the point. And the point for me, it's always been, and I have always preferred getting to know somebody. Because if I get to know somebody, I want to, I want to experience their art. That is, you know, that's step one, that's step two. I, that makes a lot of sense. And I, can, I, I, I like that concept. It's a great concept. My, my idea for, you know, the, the theory has always been, what is art? Is it art because I say it is? No, my my personal belief is art is an emotional expression from a, from someone. It's someone's emotional expression. Your emotional expression might be Gene Simmons. My lady cheated on me. 
Paul Stanley's We Can Be Together Forever, Ace Fraley's I Want to Bang You in a Rocket Ship, or, you know, Metallica's I'm Going into the, the, the Electric Chair, or, you know, whatever. It, it's some sort of an emotional connection. And let, if let you... On art, to me, what art is, is anything that that individual is passionate about. With me, it's music. With somebody else, it might be drawing. Another person might be making music. Another person, it could be the ones and zeros of computer programming. It is Great. whatever you hold passionate to yourself. That is uh, what is on. That is what makes somebody a nerd. If you are passionate about something to the point where you have to know everything which is unfortunate when you're me because anything I get interested in, I must be an expert. I get you. I get you on that. So my, 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 my knowledge is very vast and pointless. You know, you know how many rabbit holes I've gone down with, with since the invention of YouTube. Oh my God. I know. Right. I've, I've gone down, down so many different star Wars rabbit holes, so many, so many Star Trek rabbit holes, so many uh, Firefly <laughs> rabbit holes. Oh, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I was watching the Ahsoka Tano complete timeline last night as I was trying to go to bed. I spent, I don't know how many hours, like last year, because like I love records, as everybody who's paid any attention to me in the past eight years knows. I love vinyl. I love whatever. So I spent the summer of 2020 watching about 20 different channels on how to be a vinyl collector. Nice. So in that time, I now buy anti-static inner sleeves to replace all my records with. I upgraded my slip mat, excuse me, from rubber to uh, acrylic because it makes it punchier. I have also upgraded the stylus and head shell uh, and cartridge on my record player. Nice. So, I mean, everything, every little bit thing I learned to do, it's what I've done. And I got to say, it really has made a difference. So I, I know a lot of people deservedly take flack for their YouTube research. But I mean, there really is some good information there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Except for, I, I, unfortunately, the everything that I research on YouTube has no world worldly good other than now. I got when you, you brought up a Sokotano. When she showed up on Mandalorian and had the white lightsabers, I flipped my lid. I was so excited about that. Nobody else <laughs> understood why I was so happy about that. I knew because I watched a YouTube video in 2020. <laughs> I yes, I know about the, the white lightsabers being the, the temple guardian lightsabers. And uh um my wife likes to tease me about how Rosario Dawson is my celebrity crush. She's not. She's not. Kirsten oh, Dunst is, but that's besides the point. I mean, Rosario Dawson's got to be up there. I mean, when 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 she came out in Kids, she was she was the only good part of that movie. Kids. Wait a minute, she was in Kids. Yes, she was. That was her first appearance. Oh my god! I uh... By the way, I hang on, hang on, movie. hang on, hang on, hang on. We're gonna <laughs> stop talking about Kids right now. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Moving on. She was amazing in Rent. <laughs> I'm sorry, that movie traumatized me 
Oh, I hated Kids. I hated that movie. That and Gumbo. I I hate those movies. I hate those movies. And they're like, for some reason, here in Corpus Christi, because Corpus Christi is about 20 years behind the times, all these punk kids are, like, all these punk rocker kids are really into those movies. Oh, God. I, I hated in the 90s, and they're all about that here, and I'm like, why? They're so bad. They're so, I have a friend that does a, he does a, a, a pretty popular uh, YouTube channel thing going on right now. Uh, and he is actually, ha- before we move, he's actually going to have me on there because he loves kids and I hate that movie and he wants to know why. So he's actually going to have me on. Oh my God, to really explain that, you would have to watch it again. I know, uh. that's what I told him. I'm all, I hate you because now I have to watch it again. Uh. So weep for me. I, I, I weep heartily. Uh. Well, okay. Let's get back to Star Wars because that's a better. <laughs> oh my God! Yes. Okay. You just, just we got about eight nine minutes left, so kick it. Do something. Um, I'm going to say I wanted to say about the prequels. The reason I don't hate them is because they told their story. They told us what we needed to do. The worst part about the prequels was actually Hayden Christensen's acting in it, but. It, well, it, we, we had to go there that fast, huh? Okay. What? We had to oh, get yeah, there I, that fast. Well, that's yeah. fair. I mean, that's fair. You told me we had eight minutes, so I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, fair, they, fair. But we got introduced to Garth Maul, which I don't know if you watched any of the cartoons. Nope, He's none integral, of them. Integral into the cartoons. I don't, I was, don't like 3D cartoons, so I didn't watch them. Yeah, yeah I, I realized that I, as I was saying. Honestly, I, I did try. And I'm like, why do they look so stupid? So I turned it off. No, I feel Sorry. Like... I wish I, I wanted to watch them. I tried, but look, yeah. I get it. I get it. It's cheaper and easier to do 3D cartoons. I'm 45. I'm old. I'm basically dead. This, they're not making this for me because they already got all my money. They got, they got my Empire Strikes Back and my Return of the Jedi money back right. in the day. So I mean, they got my money. But that, that's my take on that. And everybody hates on Jar Jar. Jar Jar was basically the prequels Ewoks. You know, I never saw the Ewoks that way, but that's besides the point. Going to the prequels, the thing about the, one of the things I, I, I watched last night, uh, I have no idea if I was intending for this interview or not, but I watched like 10 things that uh, apparently George Lucas had written, uh, you know, about the prequels before, well in advance. And one of them was that the Empire was created based on trade laws. And I don't know if that's true, but that's a terrible fucking idea either way. Uh, come on, can we do something a little bit better rather than tariffs and import taxes? Because I don't know that anybody's that passionate about tariffs and import taxes. Um, what I loved about Star Wars is has always been the Jedi. The Jedi is, because science. I love science fiction, but like anything that I love, 90% minimum is terrible because that's oh, yeah. just the way of the world. In 90% of any kind of art form, you're not going to appreciate. You're going to appreciate that 10% and you're going to love it so hard and so wonderfully. And what made Star Wars stand out from Dune, from Star Trek, from Forbidden Planet, from Lost in Space was the idea of the space, the, the Jedi, 
the, the space magicians, the space wizards. So to see the pre, and in the prequels, the Jedi were a thing and not a myth, not something that people kind of remembered. So that always really opened up a soft spot for me. There's a lot of problems with those movies, but I would also make the argument that there's a lot of problems with the original trilogy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mark Hamill comes to mind. Oh, you got you're going against Luke, huh? No. Mark Hamill is no. Luke and he's the Joker. Mark, Mark Hamill is not Luke. Mark, Mark Hamill plays Luke. I love Mark Hamill. I love Luke. And he was amazing in episode eight as Luke. But Mark Hamill at that time was a very young actor and had not and wasn't very good at portraying it. And as much as I love Carrie Fisher, my princess, the, the woman who created the term celebrity lap dance, she also was not spectacular in those movies. You have Harrison Ford and you have Sir Alec Guinness and, the re- and, and James Earl Jones. Kind of like in the prequels, you had, um, I can't remember, you had, uh, shit, I can't remember names now, hit me. Um, Natalie Portman held her on in the book. In Natalie Portman, you had Ewan Mc, you had Ewan McGregor. I'm, I'm not talking about good act people that, that acted well. Okay, Ewan McGregor, yeah, and um, uh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. You had three great actors, and the rest in, in both in both series, and that's just unfortunate because. But the thing about the Star Wars movies is they're hard to portray. Hayden Christensen, I would make the argument, had the hardest character to portray in all of Star Wars. Because he had to portray somebody torn between two worlds, which Star Wars is digital. Star Wars is black and white. You are or you're not. And he was the only character who wasn't in, who wasn't digital, wasn't R or not. I And I get that, but my, my problem with Hayden Christensen on that is he was so whiny and needy look he was bad he was bad everything i just said doesn't matter because he was bad at everything except when he screamed I hate you! that was the only time i believed him yeah the rest of it was that, that was when we saw vader that yeah. right there is when we saw vader and and i i get that there's a build-up to becoming vader and you got to go through stuff but you don't go go from this whiny whiny thing to the most feared person in the universe he wasn't whining in three at all though i'll give you that but in in this in the second one it was i know like like picture the picture the moment where he's in uh he's on tatooine after the slaughter and he says to you know he's going blah 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 and he screams i hate them Okay, one, I didn't believe Hayden Christensen hated them. And then two, he throws the whatever that thing is. And it takes like, and he throws it like, the, like my buddy from high school when he was trying out for, for, for basketball, which was unfortunate. And <laughs> takes about eight minutes for it to get there. I, I, I don't believe that he had enough velocity for that tool to travel for the time distance that it did. And then, you know. I feel you. Again, it's, it's, it's a harder role than anything in Star Wars, but that doesn't absolve him from the fact that he was terrible. I also watched Shattered Glass to see if maybe he was any better. 
No. <laughs> he was better in three than he was in two. And, I, I, and, and yes, absolutely. However, absolutely. the prop, one of the major problems was George Lucas did not want to direct these movies. Nobody else would do it. So instead of George Lucas being the script supervisor, the producer, and, you know, the puppet master, he also now has to direct these movies. In episode three, ILM comes back to George while they're, while they're filmed, while they're getting it done. And they go, uh, George, we don't know why Anakin turned. I mean, imagine that everything's filmed, everything's done. Yeah. And the one single most important moment in the history of this saga, you're like, what? Uh, we, we, we don't know, man. Can we, can we work on something? Because we got to figure something out here. Yeah, absolutely. But the, the prequels were flawed, but I would say not really any more flawed than the, the original movies. No, they're not. And, and for what they are, they're good. And they tell the story and they move the story along. And that's, that's, I think they were needed. And I do not hate them. I do not like them as much as I like the other stuff, but I do not hate them. Uh, Jesse, our singer, I don't think he's made it through Phantom without falling asleep. But uh, the last time I saw it in the theater, which was when they were doing the 3D movies, I did fall asleep, and that was like now. But I mean, in, in all fairness, my daughter was only six months old at that point, <laughs> so I was pretty tired. But yeah, and I'm still disappointed they didn't go through and make all those 3D movies because I did enjoy that movie, and. I, I, I mean, as much as I could because I fell asleep. Darth Maul, I think, was an absolute waste of a character. See, yes. In the movies, yes. In the books, in the cartoons, and the comics. Look, I have never finished a Star Trek, a Star Wars novel. Oh, no. See, I, I, I told you, I'm a nerd when it comes look, to Look, so am I. But Star Wars is a comic book. Uh-huh. Star Trek is a novel. I get you. I feel it's you. Like American League Baseball versus National League Baseball. I feel you. And that's. I get you. And I think that is probably where we should end this. But we, what's the name of the single we're going to play here? It's called Moth Song. It features Gary Lindsay from Black Eyed Vermilion, huge hero of ours. We're real excited about it. That's cool to hear. Everybody, check that out. And again, www.bandcamp.black. Wait, now I'm. I don't remember how Bandcamp works anymore. Blacktarpoon.bandcamp.com. Okay. Black Tarpoon, it's Poon, not Pawn. I've been, I've, for me, it's been bl- the whole week. Anyway, blacktarpoon.bandcamp.com. And this is the Glacially Musical Podcast. It doesn't play in Peoria.